0: Hunters in Pennsylvania could soon use drones to find wounded animals they hit. And the Steelers and Eagles each look to stay alive in the NFL playoffs. Welcome to The Morning Agenda, WITF's daily news podcast, where the only agenda is you. A good morning to you. It is Monday, January 15th, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and this is being recorded at 9.19 a.m. I'm your host, Tim Lambert, as we take this daily trip around the region's top stories together. Well, sharing where blood donations go and when they're used could encourage blood donors to give again. Sydney Roach is with our friends at WPSU and State College, and she reports on recent research that was co-authored by a Penn State professor. The study was recently published in the Journal of Science Research. Karen Winterich is a sustainability and marketing professor at Penn State's Smeal College of Business. She and other researchers worked with the Austrian and German Red Crosses to test blood use notifications by text and mailed letters. And what we found is largely that about 10 to 12 percent boost in
1: repeat donation when you don't just thank them, but you thank them and tell them, you know, where the blood was used, when the blood was used.
0: Winterick says the organizations did not share the name of the person receiving the blood. She says giving those details right before the next time someone was eligible to give blood discouraged donations. She believes donors then saw the information as a tactic. You can't just use this information to try to manipulate or persuade them. Besides encouraging repeat blood donors, Wintrick says these findings could be used by nonprofits to encourage repeat financial donors. The American Red Cross has declared an emergency blood shortage as the number of donors has hit a 20-year low. Hunters in Pennsylvania could soon see a new bird in the sky. My colleague Ben Wasserstein reports proposed legislation would allow drones to be used in recovering animals that have been shot by hunters. In December, the Pennsylvania Game Commission conducted a sting operation on a commercial drone pilot who operated a business helping hunters find down deer. This led Republican Senator Jarrett Coleman of Bucks County to propose amending the statute that allows dogs to be used to help find animals that have been shot to
1: also apply to drones. Coleman says the new technology could prevent wasting animals. Because technology continues to evolve, do we want to adapt our our rules and regulations to allow ourselves to be able to use that technology to prevent wasting
0: game? Now, some hunters have expressed a bit of worry the use of drones could hurt Fair Chase. States such as Virginia have laws preventing pilots from hunting the land they flew for a full calendar day to ease those concerns. And the Pittsburgh Steelers and Buffalo Bills will finally meet in the AFC playoffs late this afternoon. The game was originally scheduled for yesterday, but was postponed until today because of a massive snowstorm. Kickoff is set for 4-30. If the Steelers win, they'll face Baltimore in the second round of the playoffs on Sunday. And the Eagles are also in action tonight. They face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 815 in the NFC playoffs. Philadelphia is the defending conference champion. So now it's time for a bit of a regional roundup. I went through about a dozen news sites across central Pennsylvania this morning. And here are some stories I want to pass along to you. State police are investigating an incident where a Carlisle man was fatally shot by borough police on Saturday afternoon. 33-year-old Nathaniel Lawrence Liberator was killed after Carlisle police were called to the 300 block of C Street for a disturbance. An altercation occurred between Liberator and an officer who then fired his gun. Liberator died at the scene. An increase to the monthly phone fee users pay to support emergency services will help fill staff vacancies and upgrade infrastructure in Pennsylvania. But our partner Spotlight PA reports county leaders say the $0.30 raise isn't enough to prevent local tax increases to sustain the 911 system's long-term needs. The jump to $1.95 takes effect in March and will help fund staffing and infrastructure upgrades at 911 call centers statewide – The Shapiro administration estimates the rate change will generate an additional $47.7 million annually through January 31st, 2026. But elected county leaders are disappointed in the funding because they were calling for a boost of $2.30. They say the approved change in the state budget still isn't enough and property owners will likely bear the remaining cost of maintaining emergency services. Counties are responsible in Pennsylvania for providing emergency services at 911 call centers, with 61 operating statewide. Some have opted to form regional partnerships rather than maintain individual call centers. All right, at this point in the morning agenda, let's take a few minutes just to go a little bit deeper with a story. A south-central Pennsylvania county is taking yet another step to press the lie that Joe Biden did not win the 2020 presidential election. Bruce Sewee, a reporter for the USA Today Network in Pennsylvania, has been covering the three-year effort in Fulton County to cast doubt on the results and Dominion voting machines. So now let's bring in Bruce to break down what's happening in Fulton County, a county former president Donald Trump won, by the way, in 2020. Hey there, Bruce.
1: Hey, Tim. Thanks for having me.
0: Now, this is a pretty complicated story. So before we get to the latest chapter, can you give us a quick rundown of what's been happening in Fulton County?
1: Yeah, this has been going on essentially ever since the votes were counted in 2020. Uh, The Republican commissioners have really been
0: pushing this thing.
1: They had a company come in called Wake TSI in early 2021 and tamper with or inspect the machines at that time. Uh, The Department of State uh, then stepped in and and basically said that this was uh, improper and At one point, the state Supreme Court stepped in also and then agreed and said that the county commissioners had no business doing this. And uh, the commissioners were basically ordered to not touch them. They defied that order. They had additional third parties come in. Now they're finding themselves in a little bit of hot water. They were actually found in contempt. And um, this saga just continues to roll on and on.
0: So what exactly is going on now?
1: So at this point, the county commissioners, um, the outbound Republican majority, uh, had drafted a letter with, with supposed exhibits that they sent to U.S. Rep. Jim Jordan in Ohio. Uh, Jordan is the chair of the Judiciary Committee. And essentially, they are calling for this sweeping probe or investigation of Bill Barr, Dominion, uh, a handful of other outfits, all related to the 2020 election and um, essentially their their grievances with it.
0: Now, You mentioned that was the outgoing board of commissioners. Are current commissioners on board with this approach?
1: That's a question I've been trying to answer. Um, I had touched base with Stephen Weibel in advance of the primary last year. Uh, Stephen Weibel was contesting sort of the incumbent Republican commissioners there, Stuart Olsh and Randy Bunch he sort of at the time, you know, was on the fence. He said, I think that uh, they believed they were doing the right thing at the time and I need to gather more information. Weibel ends up winning his primary, essentially bumping Olsh from the field there. And then of course wins in November. And I followed up with him and asked him about this. And uh, he said, you know, he's not ready to comment until he kind of gets settled in. The other newcomer on the board is a man named Hervey Hahn. He's an independent and his Uh, Victory essentially bumped the lone Democrat from the board. And I interviewed Hervey Hahn as part of this story, and he said more or less the same thing. I think there's a lot up in the air right now still about where this thing is heading. Um, Again, Randy Bunch and Stuart Olsch were leading the charge. Bunch
0: is still on the board. Olsch is not. But the two newcomers really haven't taken a stand one way or another. And these continuing challenges over the last three years or so, how are they being received in the community? I mean, am I right in thinking that all of this is being funded by taxpayer dollars?
1: That's a very interesting and sort of complicated question. So when the state Supreme Court found the county in contempt. They also had ruled that the county would be liable and responsible for legal fees incurred as part of this. The Department of State has filed reimbursements up through, I believe, August of last year. And it's Around a half a million dollars so far. Now that doesn't include costs associated with a three-day custody hearing over the voting machines that took place after that. Um, so they still have to submit those reimbursements. And Dominion did not answer my question about how much they filed thus far. You know, you're looking right now at minimum of a half a million dollars. Uh, you know, in legal fees that this county is responsible for. Another interesting point of all of this is the fact that the legal team for the county in relation to this is supposedly providing these services pro bono. There's an attorney named Tom Carroll, who was, you know, a a so-called elector for Trump in 2020, who's providing these services. And also a woman named Stephanie Lambert, whose name pops up in virtually every state where these voting machines have been breached or inspected. Both, um, you know, have ties essentially to the Trump campaign.
0: All right. So what comes next in this whole ordeal?
1: That's a great question. Um, I had reached out to U.S. Rep. Jim Jordan's office, you know, wondering if he had, in fact, received the letters and what his response was to them. I've got no call back. We're going to see continued challenges in court and continued legal fees associated with it, but obviously something that I'll be keeping a close eye on.
0: I've been talking with Bruce Sewey, a reporter for the USA Today Network in Pennsylvania, about the three-year effort in Fulton County to cast doubt on the 2020 election, which was won by Democrat Joe Biden. Just a reminder that The Morning Agenda is available anywhere you find your favorite podcast and on WITF's YouTube channel. So, you can also check out our Spotify playlist that we compile every day we add to it. It's called The Morning Agenda Song of the Day, January 2024, and I put in my song of the day of the best song that I hear on my drive into work at ODARK30. And today's pick is Blink-182's Adam's song. And that is going to do it for The Morning Agenda. It's a daily news podcast from WITF, where the only agenda is you. I'm your host, Tim Lambert. Thank you so much for listening today. Your company is always appreciated and never taken for granted. So be well. Enjoy the rest of the day. Go Stillers. Go Eagles. We'll talk again tomorrow.